You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 29 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to join on the line uh, by Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. A little bit, little bit, little bit tired, but nothing, nothing, yeah, nothing too bad holding me back at the moment. How about you? Well, I've had a week with Radstock Town. Oh. Yes. Um, I think they're, they're thoroughly sick of the sight of me, um, <laughs> largely because I keep on relieving them of money. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, last week uh, they played Bishop's Lydiard on, uh, on Wednesday, and I went along to that game to launch our um, Bath Mine Partnership. If you remember, we, we, we talked yeah. about that on last week's podcast. Um, and that's where the league have, have partnered up with, with Bath Mind, who've produced some information um, for players and posters that will be hung in the changing room. So we got those posters hung up and um, Mind gave me some, some more leaflets and things that we, we put in the clubhouse um, about a variety of their services. And, and I was there shaking a bucket, raising some money um, for Bath Mind and, um, and, and really telling people about, about what we're doing. And it was, I mean, there wasn't a massive crowd at the game uh, on Wednesday, but the ones that were there, I have to say, were incredibly generous um, with their, you know, with their, with their money, which I, I really did appreciate. And, you know, that we, we got a really positive response, which obviously is, you know, is, is, is really, it, it's really good. So that was a, that was a great success. Uh, and then um, I was back there the following night now, I wasn't on Western League duty, I have I to say. I was going to say that. I didn't think there was that many fixtures. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, it was an under-18 fixture. It was a Wiltshire Senior League fixture between Radstock Town and Devizes Town. And um, it was the day, it was the game that, that, that um, Devizes Town could have, well, could win the, the under-18 league. If they, if they beat Radstock, they were going to win the league. And they duly did. They beat them 2-0. I was commentating. Got the old microphone out, so that was uh, it. Was lovely to sort of uh, to get back doing that. And I mean, it's not often that I get to commentate on on Devizes winning, well, winning a game, let alone winning a league. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, so that was that was truly um, fantastic. And, and Radstock were very gracious um, on the night as well. So, um, so that was lovely. And then on Saturday, I was up at Hengrove um, again. I take me buckets up there, and me leaflets, and me, me changing room posters and everything, and. Um, a fantastic um, uh, reception. I really do need to say a massive thank you to Mike Greatbanks, the um, the, the, the chairman up at um, uh, up at Hengrove, as, as I should indeed say a great thank you to um, Simon Wilkinson, of course, the chairman of Radstock, um, who uh, was yes thoroughly sick of the sight of me. I managed to relieve him of a few more quid, but uh, he went home happy in the end because, of course, Radstock um, um, beat Hengrove two um, 0 on the day. Um, so it was a it was a it was a thoroughly brilliant um, week. You know, it was great meeting people and talking to people in the in the Western League. Um, Radstock and Hengrove made me thoroughly welcome and um, uh, and I'd do it all again. Um, this week I'm at Welton Rovers. They've got a game against Bath City in the Somerset Cup so I'll be shaking my bucket there um, raising a few quid. I, I, I will take this opportunity actually Tom just to sort of um, highlight because we've had some interest from other clubs in the league outside of Bath and North East Somerset and that's fantastic. I'm really pleased that other clubs are interested in getting hold of these changing room posters. There's a very good reason why we are talking about Bath and North East Somerset because that's the area that Bath Mind covers. Um, areas like Wiltshire and Somerset, obviously Devon and Cornwall, will have their own mind groups, and those groups will have their own services, their own hotlines, their own numbers and websites. 
And um, it's really important that we try and make the information on the posters as specific as possible. When we were looking at doing this initially, um, we were we we thought it would just be simple to put a sort of a nationwide number that you know people could call if they wanted to have a chat. Um, but those numbers, if they do exist, um, just refer you off to somewhere else. And we thought, well, we don't want to do that. That's that's not what this is about. We want to take you straight to the people that can help you. And that's really what these services are all about. So we will get round the rest of the. The league. I will probably end up having to shake my bucket at all 40 um, Western League clubs, um, but that's um, that's something that um, uh, that's a nice problem for me to have. Um, but I think if you don't mind, listeners, I'll, I'll I'll just stick to North East Somerset for the time being, and then um, we'll, we'll 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 take it from there. But anyway, um, that's a very long-winded answer, Tom, to what was a relatively simplistic question. Uh, and um, I think we probably now need to uh, to get on with uh, with this week's podcast. We are, of course, looking back on the fixtures on Saturday, the 12th of February. And we have to start with the FA Vars fifth round. Buckland Athletic, they travelled to Newport Pagnell Town. And a, case, and, a, and a case, Tom, of so close, but unfortunately so far. Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? Um, they, yeah, so they... They came within within moments of, of progressing to the the last eight. Uh, Buckland uh, going ahead uh, at Newport Pagnell Town. That yeah, midway through the second half, uh, going from Owen Stockton from long range. I think it was a bit of a bit of a blunder by the home keeper. Uh, left himself in no man's land, and Stockton did well to finish from long range. And uh, yeah, that put them put them on track to to, to reach the next round. But uh, unfortunately, uh, hit by a sucker punch in the 93rd minute. Uh, home time, home team getting an equaliser. Uh, game went straight to penalties, and uh, yeah, they well the home team used the impetus from that, and uh, yeah, it's they who move on to the next round. So unfortunately, uh, Buckland's involvement in the Vars is is uh, yeah, it's no longer. Well, a fantastic effort, and I think that just goes to show just how close um, they came to re- recording a um, you know a momentous win. So they were flying the flag for all of us. We salute their endeavours and back to the um, back to the business of the league for um, for Buckland Athletic now. Well, I'm delighted to welcome back to the Talk Station Western League podcast um, the Buckland manager, Paul Froud. Paul, thank you very much for taking the time um, to speak to us. What can I say about Saturday? So close, but yet so far. Have you recovered from the game yet? It's going to be uh, a little bit raw for a few days, um, having gone so so close. Um, yeah, no, we had, a, we had a few beers on the way back on the coach and... Um, so yeah, there's some sore heads on Sunday morning. Um, you know, I think in the fullness of time, we look back and, and think about you know what a good run we did have. Um, but obviously, you know, coming so close to uh, to going a step further, uh, you know, it, 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 it was painful. Can't lie. Um, but we regroup. We got a very good group of lads, and yeah, we'll, we'll keep going forward and uh, and strive to sort of reach those rounds again. I mean, it was one of those classic. Vars games, wasn't it? Because of course you had a massive crowd. You were away from home, which you you know inevitably that's going to be difficult anyway. But it all started so well for you, didn't you? I mean, you you went one nil up. I mean, w- when that happened, what was the what was your plan? Did you want to you know were you were you going to hold on to the lead or did you fancy getting a second? Yeah, well, I mean, we had opportunities to uh, to, to go two nil up. Um, you know, quite often. When, when you're one nil up as a manager, you can be on edge. Um, you know, when when the other team has chances, you, you're very close to being pegged back again. But I, I had a very easy feeling on the on the sideline, to be honest. Um, back three or back five, 
uh, and the, the midfield lads in front of them were, were fantastic um, all game long. Uh, really restricted to re- restricted Newport to minimal chances, really. Um, so it's even it was one of those where I wasn't too concerned on 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 the bench because we defended so well. But um, you know you have to defend for ninety plus minutes, and uh, and just in the end there we uh, we got caught out and didn't quite deal with a set piece as well as we perhaps could have done and had done throughout throughout the game. And um, you know that's that's the game. It can be cruel sometimes, but. Um, you know, like I say, we've we got a good group and, and, and we'll bounce back. Do you think psychologically conceding such a late equaliser had an effect on your boys going into that penalty shootout? Um, I think it's only natural, yeah, that, that, that you know, that they kind of went into it very buoyant, having kind of got out of jail, if you like. Um, and, you know, we're a little bit dejected, having been sort of 30 seconds from the ref blowing up and us going through. That's only natural, but... Um, you know, we've had success in penalty shootouts uh, so far this season. So, you know, we were quick to try and and cheer the lads up and say, look, we would probably we would have definitely have took this before the game. So um, let's you know let's go into it with a good mentality and and and, and trust you because Andy Collins is as good as it gets saving penalties, and he did manage to save two. Um, just unfortunately, their, their goalkeeper had a, had a just as good a day and. Um, uh, you know, and, and and got them over the line in the end because he made a couple of excellent saves in, the, in 90 minutes to keep them in the game, really. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's obviously disappointing. And, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, it'll take some time, obviously, for it to to sort of, for the wounds to heal. But um, it is what it is when we go again. You do. You certainly do. I'd normally like to use these interviews to try and sort of, you know, big managers up and big teams up. I feel as if I'm sort of, I'm take, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making you relive the whole thing. But I... no, yeah, no. I, I, like I said, when we look back on it in time, we, we, we already are looking back on, you know, a successful, a successful run, the, the, the second most successful run that the, the club's had. So, um, yeah, like I say, once a wound heal, we'll look back on it in a positive light. And um, we've had some fantastic days, uh, both home and away at Newport. Um, the support we had was fantastic. Uh, coach, coach load of, of, of fans came up to support the lads. So we probably had 70 or 80 there ourselves. Um, and it's a good experience for the young lads because, you know, we've got, uh, well known, we've got a young squad, um, some of whom it's their first season in adult football, uh, some of whom it's their first season at that level. So, um It'll be a good experience and uh, and we'll come back stronger and better from it, I'm sure. Well, it was certainly one of those fixtures that I know everybody across the Tool Station Western League was looking at their their phones, looking at their social media to see how you were getting on. And, you know, that's the that's the nature of the ladder stages of the Vars, but you were flying a flag for all of us. And I, you know, I know I've seen on, on, on social media comments about the fact that you did your, yourselves proud. You also did the league proud. So you should be, you know, you should you should take the positive from that. Um, having big, having binged you up, I'm, I'm now going to ask a difficult question. Now, this interview isn't necessarily going in the way that I wanted it to do, and and, and you probably you probably aren't going to want to talk to me again. Um, but but I can remember when we spoke last time. I you know I we had we had a conversation about your league position, and um, and I you know I think I made the observation that I thought that you were better than your league position. You're in thirteenth at the moment, and that doesn't seem right to me either. Yeah. Um... We just found it hard. I think we, we got team of the month in October, and um, 
just from that time, just things haven't quite gone our way. It's um, it's really it's a strange one to put your finger on. It's um, a combination of maybe just being a little bit naive at times and um, not quite having the sort of football IQ that we need, and some teams, you know, some more established teams at this level have. Um, mixed with a little bit of bad luck and, and, and a few below par performances really and we put all that together um, the last sort of 10 11 games have been you know I think we've only picked up sort of eight or nine points so um, I mean, I mean I'm not saying that the cups competition has been a distraction but you know in that time we we've we played seven cup games and won six of them so you know if, if we'd have if those have been league games, you know, we'd be having a different conversation, but um, the cup competition have no doubt taken a little bit of our focus. Um, the Vars in particular, uh, we're obviously in the semi-final of the County Cup, and we've got Saltash still to play in the uh, Les Phillips Cup. Um, it's just one of those things; it's very hard to put your finger on it. Like I say, just some moments where we've just maybe had some lapses in concentration at this level. Teams are good enough to punish you. So, um, but there's a good number of games. Uh, left, um, like everyone else, if we can put some kind of run together and hopefully sort of, you know, gradually pull ourselves up that league table to somewhere where we think we deserve to be. Um, but yeah, we've got 11 games left to uh, to, to see how well we can do. And where do you think you deserve to be? Um, well, the league table doesn't lie. We probably deserve to be where we are at the moment, but... Um, you know, I, I think the, 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 the ability of the squad and and the talent that we've got, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can we can mount a battle for a top eight. I'm still out optimistic that top eight sort of position would would be sort of fairly a fairly good reflection of the season on the whole if we can put a little bit of a run together uh, before the end of the season. Um, moving away from Buckland, um, I'm sure you, you you keep a bit of a weather eye on other teams in the division. How do you what do you make of the battle going on at the top of the table at the moment? Who do you think the runners and riders are going to be there come the end of the season? You kind of pretty sure that Tavistock will be there or thereabouts. A, a, a team that have been together for a long time. I think that actually counts quite a lot. Counts for a lot in this league. Um, Mouser are obviously going going very well. Uh, we lost by the odd goal down there a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, a very good team. Exmouth again, another team who have been together for a long, long time. Um, I'd probably say that they were the main sort of three protagonists at this stage of the season. So I kind of would expect there to be a bit of a shootout between those three, I think. Now, you were scheduled to play Saltash um, tonight, but uh, the weather doesn't look particularly great and it doesn't look that great going into the weekend. I mean, do you think we might lose a few games between now and the end of the season? Side today, um, yeah, and some pitches of uh, you know, I've seen some footage of some pitches locally where you know that it looks a bit of a quagmire. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's bound to be some fixtures that fall that, that fall by the wayside, but um, you know that's the nature of the beast. We haven't done too bad up to now. Everyone's got a good number of games in. Um, our pitch, we're luck with our pitch. It tends to. Uh, tends to repair and drain well so um, hopefully we'll be right for Saturday um, obviously gives us a better chance of getting that on now that tonight's not on but um, we'll have to see in the lap of the gods 
Yeah. Well, you've got Ashton Blackwell, haven't you, on Saturday, and then you've got a game against Wellington. So, I mean, I know that there aren't any easy games in this um, in this league, and and to be fair, Ashton Blackwell and Wellington have both, you know, had their days against um, bigger and better sides. But um, I think, you know, getting maximum points from those games would certainly make you feel an awful lot better after that FA Vars exit. I certainly think you're going to finish higher than you currently are. I know you're doing great work at Buckland um, and um, you've done incredibly well in the FA Vars and I hope that you're able at the end of the season to reflect on what was another fantastic run for your club and um, and for the Western League. So thank you very much again, Paul. Much appreciated, Ian. No problem at all. Now, moving on to the Premier Division, uh, we'll kick things off at Bitten, where the visitors were Wellington. Yeah, and uh, it was a well, a good home win in the end for Bitten. Uh, three goals in the last half hour, uh, leading them to leading them to victory. Uh, ben Woodby breaking the deadlock after about 58 minutes, uh, and uh, yeah, just moments after that, it became a little bit easier for the home side when uh, visiting keeper Shay Allen was given a straight red card uh, for for bringing down uh, Dean Griffiths uh, close to close to goal, and uh, yeah, Bitten used that extra man advantage eventually uh, to to push on and, and claim the claim the uh, claim the three 0 win. A uh, long-range effort from Callum Ball doubling the, doubling the lead. And it was a debut goal from 17-year-old Matt Hughes, uh, which rounded out the victory. So a good win for, for Bitten over, over Wellington. Yep, back to winning ways for Bitten. And um, we'll move on to uh, Ilfracombe Town. Now, of course, Ilfracombe, we featured them on the podcast recently. We know that they've been going along very well. And Street, well, they've had a bit of a difficult season. They find themselves at the wrong end of the table. So this result, Tom, really turned the form book on its head. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think I've... I think I look back on results and Street hadn't won a, a league game since mid-October, so I don't think many people would have would have seen this one coming. But it was the the Cobblers who ran out two 0 victors uh, away at Ilfracombe. Uh, Josh Phillips and Kyle Strange both scoring in the first half, and uh, yeah, they managed to to hold out against uh, yeah an Ilfracombe side who've had a had a decent little spell and yeah pretty tough to beat at home by all counts. So uh, a really yeah really good win for Street and maybe some some signs of signs of uh, signs of life for them over the second half of the season hopefully. Well, if that uh, result was a surprise. Then um, our next result um, was another one. Mm. Um, I think we, you know, we know that Canesham Town are a decent side in the Premier mm. Division. We know they're good at home, but Millbrook as well. You know, they've proved that this season that they're capable of beating anybody on their day. But they, um, well, they they were on the end of a right old hammering to Canesham, Tom. Yeah, they were absolutely put to the sword, weren't they? Uh, a six-nil hammering uh, handed out by Canesham. I'd say that was probably the yeah the standout team performance of the day. I think you'd have to give it to them in the, in the prem. 
uh, Will Hailston and Dan Cottle, they were, yeah, they were oh. too hot to handle, really. Uh, each scoring during the opening 45 minutes to make it 2-0 at the break. So you probably couldn't have seen what was coming from there. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, the home side pushed on. Uh, each of them struck, striking again pretty early in the second half to, to make it 4-0. Uh, and then it was Cottle who completed his hat-trick. I know he's one of your faves. Uh, he scored again in the closing stages to... Yeah, to, to complete his treble. Uh, and then there's a goal from Jamie Noble as well, just to, to add a bit of loss to the, the scoreline. So a 6-0 win for Canesham over Millbrook. Yeah, Western League royalty. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we'll finish off, well, we'll finish off with the team that arguably are Western League royalty, and that's Tavistock. Mm-hmm. And uh, they enjoyed a relatively routine uh, win at home over Brislington. They did, yeah. Uh, another home win for them. Uh, Tegan Rosenquest, name of the day. Oh. There you go. I think we have had him before. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's back amongst the goals, which is which is nice. <laughs> After nine minutes, he put them ahead, uh, and then uh, it was Liam Prin uh, finishing off a, a smart counter attack towards the end of the first half to double their double their advantage. Uh, and then it was Josh Parry uh, finding the finding the bottom corner from long range uh, to yeah to get to have a stop back in the, the winner's circle. A couple of couple of recent uh, results haven't quite gone their way, uh, but yeah, back, uh, a, a winner win for them over Brisbane on Saturday. If you're thinking, Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Tool Station. With over 300 branches, there's always a Tool Station near you. Now, we'll dip into the first division and we'll kick things off at Bishop's Lydiard, where the visitors were Oldland Abertonians. Yeah, and this was one of the one of the games where there was quite a bit of yeah, drama in the closing stages. Uh, Oldland eventually running out 3-2 victors uh, where at Bishop's Lydiard. I think uh, I had, yeah, you mentioned that I'd noted it down as a, a two-all draw in the, in the bulletin, so I apologise for that in the, in the results section. Uh, but it was Oldland who ran out 3-2 winners. I'm, yeah, I'm certain of it. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was an injury time winner, as I say, from Mitchell Down, which helped them help them uh, claim the win. Uh, uh, having built an early two-goal lead uh, through Craig Parsons and Jack Mills, uh, Oldland were then yeah, uh, well back by the by the home side, who really pushed on late. It was a good performance by Bishop City. Paolo Borges, uh, and then a known goal made it two-all uh, in the closing stages, and looked like it was probably gonna gonna end in a tie. Uh, but uh, yeah, with, with Lydia pretty much well from. Small accounts, they were still on top and pushing for a winner. It was uh, Oldland who hit them, uh, hit them with a, a late one. And as I say, it was uh, Mitchell Dam uh, scoring uh, to end their free match losing run. So a, a fantastic result for Oldland away at Bishop's Stadium. Well, I'm delighted to welcome back to the Tool Station Western League podcast, Paul Weeks, the manager of Oldland Abertonians. Paul, thanks very much for taking the time um, to speak to us. Um, a return to winning ways on Saturday. You must have been delighted with that result. <laughs> Uh, but um, 
Yes, it was interesting. So two, two, and then this last gasp, we, we got the we got the winner. Well deserved. Um, did you were you were you a bit worried towards the end there that you were going to snatch sh- defeat from the jaws of victory? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the story of our season. I think we we, we conceded we, we conceded some some bad goals. Did you know, as a side, not 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 just the keeper or just the defence, but as a side defensively, we just don't seem to have the character to um to to deal with the opposition's spell. You know, so we might have a good spell thirty minutes in. Not, not take advantage of that, and then it tends to the opposition gets a spell. We seem to concede easily, and that's something we got to address, you know, from from the front man right back to the keeper. So, um, but yeah, it, it felt again that that might have happened. It happened a week, a couple of weeks before at Almondsbury, but we're two one up, cruising, missed a penalty, should have made the three one at half time. And to be fair, Almondsbury they came out all guns blazing and got the equaliser and then scored with you know minutes to go. And it's, Again, it just seems that we, we, we haven't got the characters in the side to, to, to see you know, or manage the game, if you like. Yeah? It's not just about getting the ball and scoring. Sometimes you've got to, got to keep the ball and, and use the ball well. And, and sometimes we don't know how to do that. And that's, that's, that's something we've got to work on. But like, on Saturday, it was in reverse. We know, to be fair, they could have they could have gone on and won it. They had a couple of shots on goal. But with a minute to go, great, great ball in the box from, from Will Kings with his... Uh, with his right wand, and then um, and then Mitch, young Mitch, right back. You know, always good to see a full-back score a goal. He rose at the back post header, um, top corner. Great, great goal. So yeah, good, good celebration. And you know, without those, without those lows, there's no highs if you like it. But we've had a we've had a torrid time in the last six, seven games where some some games we should have won, some games we're nowhere near it. Didn't deserve anything out of the game, but. So the lads have been a bit down, feeling a bit sorry for themselves, but you, you can't beat something like that on Saturday to get the, get the, you know, get the veins pumping again and uh, get them rolling and change rooms up. I mean, I look back at your results. You talk about you know the last six or seven games, and I noticed that certainly from the beginning of December to the end of January, you had a run of away games. I mean, do you think that that didn't sort of help your form? No, I don't think so. At this level, I know home form and home, you know, you're home to our kid, you should... You should pick out your points. Um, you know, you should you should win a draw more than you lose at home for sure. Um, but I think at this level, you know, it, 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 to, to the boys, it's a game football. You know, they go out there and, and approach the game no like no other really. Uh, I think if, if they're away from home or even if they're at home. So, um, and you know, our surface at the moment at home isn't isn't the best. So, you know, without without um, you know a negative on our pitch at the moment, it, it doesn't it doesn't take well for uh, for a bit of water. That's for sure. Uh, the lads actually sometimes look to put, you know, look to look forward to play away from home. Sometimes, you know, on some of the better pitches, especially on the on the rubber crumb and up at um, you know Longwell and over in Almondsbury and, and and on some some surfaces like the Wells surface, for example. Um, you know, they're good surfaces, you know, sort of better surfaces. So I think the lads enjoy sometimes going away from home. So no, no excuse yet, no excuse. I think you know we've not we've not played well. As simple as that. There's no, you know, the, the team got a come together and, and fight and make it hard for the opposition but I think individually we're trying no question about that there's no there's no one at the club that turns up on a Saturday to want to have a bad game I think they're all trying immensely but it's that togetherness you know that work ethic as a team that's that's key I think we had that probably you know quarter one of the season but mid-November to into December we've lost our way a little bit for sure because um, interesting, you say about earlier in the season. Of course, when we spoke earlier this season, I think we discussed the fact that you know 
you'd gone well not under the radar isn't probably the right way but um your your results had been eye-catching i think you took a few people by surprise at how well you did um you did start this season now do you think perhaps that perhaps expectations for you this campaign were was were, 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 were perhaps a little too high i, I mean let's be honest you got myself who's a big character you've got clayton woodman's a big character the chairman you're steve and and Darren, and, you know, we're all big characters, and let's be honest, we, we've come into this campaign to win the league, it's simple as that, it's, there's no finishing halfway, finishing top five, there's, the target is to win the league, that's what we want, end of, and that's not, that's not, um, you know, over-egging our, our expectation, it's just reality, you know, otherwise, what's the point, if it's going to turn up to a full fill fixtures, then what's the point, so, you know, it, clearly, we, we look at the reality, and look at our side, and got a good young side and I think you know if, if we can finish in the top eight I think that will, that will I think top six top eight I think that will um, that will reflect on a really really good season for us especially the wobble we've had in the uh, in the league campaign of late and I think that's that's something we need to like you said earlier on something we need to address going into next season we've had a good FA Vans round I think we should have been straight uh, down now but the, the, the one thing I will um, you know, stick a flag in the ground on is you know Frank Ginger was suspended Alan Muddy was suspended we lost Andrew Nash through a quad injury we, we had we had a nucleus of three key players that were out for long term and that that, that bumped us a little bit if you like because we had to bring new players in and Scott Hatcher Craig Parsons and Jacob Reader from respective clubs and, and it's always difficult for, for good players to come into a side where they you know the rest of the lads have been together for a while so um, and then we expect from um, different uh, you know levels so I think Scott was, was an AXA um, and then we had Jacob they come from Bishop's uh, son and obviously uh, Craig came from uh, uh, Bristol Telephone so and, and all three key players in their respective clubs. So they've come in to, to make a difference. And sometimes that doesn't go as, as planned. And I think that's affected us a little bit, Ian, to be fair. Um, but we're starting to find our way. We're starting to understand Craig's strengths and Scott's strengths and Jacob's strengths and then integrate them with the with the other lads as well. And now we've got Adam back as well and Frank back. So it's, we're, we're in a good place. We've got in the strength and depth of the squad. The art now is to get the points. That's the whole, that's the, that's the whole point, yeah. Because when we look at your league position, you're in 11th. Um, yeah. But actually, you have played a few less games than, yeah, than certainly the teams around you. So yeah. there is the opportunity to push up um, yeah. the table and, and, and certainly be challenging in the area that you'd wanted to. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, the, the, if, we get, if we get two wins, two, two to three wins back to back, that's the, that's the key is a bit of consistency. I mean, I've always said, you know, for, you know two points a game. If you, if you win your home game, you get your draw. Or you, you, you win, win one of the two fixtures and get your draw four points out of the two fixtures. I think you, you're not going to be far away. Clearly, that's, that's a challenge in itself. But I think if we can just put a run of games together, which will represent you know the, 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 the two points a game, if you like, over a period of, of ten, for example, then we're not going to be far away. It's simple as that, really. But we, we just we just not being consistent in in some of our our play. I think we, we can be too competitive at times, and we, as individuals rather than as a team, like I said. Um, but you know, I, I still think I've said it all along. I still think we're finished in the top eight, and uh, if we if we get a good little run together, three or four games on the bench, I think the top six would be uh, would be great. Uh, and again, we'll represent a great season for the club. Well, things are certainly hotting up at the, um, the the top of the table, and I noticed you've you've obviously played some of the um, you know the, the the teams that are doing well. You you played Sherborne. Yeah. Recently, and it, it, you played um, Warminster back in um, back in December. I mean, what do you make of the sort of the title race? Uh, I think I think they, they 
I personally, I think they demonstrate what we've not got, and that, that's that that togetherness, if you like, on the pitch, and people knowing uh, their own their own individual jobs, but know what their what their team um, uh, members are also uh, what their strengths and weaknesses are as well. And you can see that in Warminster, they had a pattern of play. Um, I think Sherborne. Uh, yeah, Sherborne, I think 4 0 may have flattered them a little bit. I don't know, I'm sure it would be too impressed me saying that, but <laughs> I don't think I don't, I don't think it was the um, uh, a result that you know matched the performance if you like from our point of view. But again, we've let in three soft goals, and that's our problem. You know, if if we can stop the you know the the, the, the soft goals at one end, we stay in the game if you like. Uh, we, we're we're a match for anyone in the league. I think, but I think Warminster. Good. They're physical. They get the ball forward quick. They're they're well organised. Um, I think well, they've lost their way a little bit, but that's always going to happen. You can't be top and be unbeaten for all season. That's, that doesn't happen. You're always going to get your downs. So it's how they go those downs, how they bounce back. So uh, I think Sherborne again, we're we're well structured, big side, um, good midfield. Um, yeah, uh, you know they they were they were I say superior than us, but they just seem to have more structure than we did and know how. And that's what we got to work on. We can't we can't play as individuals here. And that's what's happening at the moment. So effort as an individual, no problem. But as a team at the moment, we've got to work together. And that's not just a score. Every time we get the ball, it's knowing how to look after the ball. It's really important. You either win it or without it. Your next game's going to be a really interesting yardstick, isn't it, on, on sort of where you are? Yeah. Because Radstock, they're in fourth at the moment. They have played yeah. four more games than you, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've been going well, but they, you know, they beat sides only narrowly. Um, and they have the odd blip themselves. So... You know, that's going to be a really interesting test for you. It is. And when, when we played them at our place, it was quite impressive, actually. I think we were two, was it one nil up? And then we were taking them down at the stage anyway. And ironically, you know, the two new signings, Jacob Reader and Clay Parsons, popped up and scored the, the winners, you know. So um, they, are, they were good. And again, they, they work hard. They got that togetherness again, which is always hard to beat. Um, and it will be interesting. It's, it's, quite, it's quite a large pitch. Um, it's going to be wet, clearly, um, this time of year. Um but yeah, it, it, it all, I think you're right. I think it'd be a good benchmark for us of how far we've come since we last played them. Because I think when we played them last, we were we were in that good spell of form, and we've dropped away since then. So we're picking up, picking up slightly. We can we can feel that in our bones. But it's just yeah, I think Radstock will be a tough challenge for us. Yeah, for sure, because they're a good side. Paul, thanks very much um, for your time, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks again. Thanks very much. Take care of yourself. And, um, well, Cheddar against AEK Bocco. Again, these two sides, you know, on their day, they've proved this season um, that they have uh, they can beat anybody. But um, they found perhaps times a little harder in the second half of this season. And uh, there wasn't much between them on Saturday either, was there, Tom? No, absolutely. And it was another game where, yeah, went down to the, definitely went down to the final whistle. There was, uh, yeah, plenty of, uh, plenty of stuff going on in this one. Uh, Rick Bennett capitalising on a... Uh, yeah, a mistake by the uh, the visiting keeper to put uh, Cheddar ahead after about 20 minutes or so uh, before Bocco levelled in, in first half stoppage time. So that obviously uh, set up a, a decent looking second half. Um, Cheddar then reduced to 10 men as well, so it made it a bit difficult on themselves. Uh, but they, uh, yeah, the underhanded home hosts managed to, to go back in front. Uh, it looked like they'd stolen the points right at the end. Uh, Ethan Reed uh, scoring with a lob finish from just outside the area to make it 2-1. Uh, but then in the sixth minute of stoppage time, so obviously that's gone on uh, quite a while, um, it was Bocco again who managed to, to get the last word, uh, scoring pretty much the, the final kick of the game uh, and making it 2-all. And, uh, yeah, it, well, they'll probably go home the happier, I think. I think, from yeah, from, from what I've read, there was, uh, yeah, 
quite a, quite a lot of uh, celebrating going on, so I think they were happy with that at that point. A good afternoon out at the Theatre of Cheese. Um, now then, 11 goals in our next um, game. What isn't surprising is the size of the gate, 175, and that gives you an indication that it can only be at one club, Longwell Green Sports Command, that type of um, uh, following. But, um, well, Odd Down commanded an, a truly awesome scoreline, Tom. I think, yeah, this is this might be the... Oh, I don't know if bizarre is the most... most uh, the word I would use, but, yeah, one of the... Uh, Results that you just you literally could stand there for 20 minutes trying to guess, and you would never get this one. Would you? Eight three, a win for Odd Down away at Longwell Green. I don't think anyone would have anyone on planet Earth would have predicted that one. Of course, uh, yeah, stunning result, stunning performance. Uh, Luke Bryan, he's uh, yeah having an absolutely fantastic season for for the Bath side, and he scored uh, scored four twice in either half for him, uh, putting putting the host to the sword. Omar Simpson was another man uh, in good form. He scored twice. Uh, but it, yeah, I mean, all round, fantastic stuff from from up down, uh, Longwell Green. Yeah, probably take a little while to get over this result. They want to get back to winning ways as soon as possible, I'd imagine. So uh, yeah, uh, a fantastic result for the away side. Eight three winners uh, away at Longwell Green. Absolutely incredible. Mm. Uh, now another high scoring game um, was between um, Tiverdington Rocks and uh, Bishop Sutton, and uh, I think it'd be fair to say that this was equally one sided. Yeah, I think I just probably noted this one as a as a game to game to mention because we had a yeah uh, an equal to to Brian who obviously scored four for for Odd Down. Uh, it was uh, Oakland Buck uh, for, for Bishop Sutton. He's yeah when he's uh, when he's uh, on song he can be tough to tough to stop and that that proved the case on Saturday. It was another man who scored twice in either half um, and it was yeah five 0 win for Bishop Sutton away at Tiverington Rocks. So not many sides pick up five nil victories on the road and uh, that's what Bishop Sutton did so yeah worthy of a, worthy of a mention on, on their win on Saturday and one final game um, to talk about on this week's podcast and that was Wincanton Town against Almondsbury and another routine win albeit in a slightly different location for Wincanton mm-hmm. yeah absolutely a four nil win uh, for them over for over Almondsbury and in a repeat of the, the result from a couple of months ago so uh, yeah they've obviously Got the wool over them, you would say. And it was Matt Garner who was uh, terrific in this one, uh, scoring three and uh, assisting the other goal, uh, all in the first half. So, uh, yeah, really dominated them out, out the blocks. And, uh, yeah, ran out 4-0 victors, so the Wasps continue on their merry way. Excellent stuff. And I noticed, um, just before we move on to the uh, to the league table, uh, to the up-and-coming fixtures, and then, of course, we're going to be doing the league tables, but um, I did notice, Tom, in your excellent bulletin, which we will be um, talking about, of course, at the end of the podcast, that Exmouth Town have been presented with our Team of the Month mm. Award for January. So congratulations um, to everybody at Exmouth Town. Um, now, we will take a look at the upcoming fixtures and we are going to be looking at the games that are going to be played on Saturday, the 19th of February. We'll start off in the Premier Division, Tom. What, what's tickled your fancy there? I've gone for Ilfacoon uh, against Bitten. So I think it's 56 at the time of, yep. time of recording. So as we look at it at the start of the week, uh, both played 26, both won 13, both drawn five, both lost eight, and they've both got 44 points. Ilfacoon have a one better goal difference. So, um, yeah, you can pretty much cannot split them so let's see what see what happens on Saturday afternoon I'm sure someone will run out with easy victors but on paper this is uh, yeah it looks like a bit of a should be a tight affair so we'll see how that one goes but that's uh, probably my pick of the games well my pick um, is going to probably pit two teams that are slightly further apart in their their form and league position than um, 
uh, than, than, than the two that you've just chosen, Tom. But Mausol are at home. Now, we know that they're one of the best footballing teams in the Western League, so um, we'd expect them to do well. But they come up against Canesham Town, and I, I do have a soft spot for Canesham Town. Of course, Canesham away from home, perhaps not as potent as they are at home. But um, I still think they'll give um, Mausel a, a really good game, particularly off of the back of that excellent win that they've had on Saturday. So uh, I think that'll be a I think that'll be a cracker, um, and that's a fair old trek, isn't it, from Canesham down to Mausel? But um, I'm sure they'll have a jolly good time on the bus. Um, right then, now moving on to the first division, Tom. And what what uh, what game have you have you selected there? Going for Bishop Sun against Wincanton, a couple of sides who we've we've just mentioned. Uh, having had big wins uh, last weekend, so obviously both in, in decent nick, obviously the uh, Wincanton in particular, uh, going great guns, and they yeah they need to keep doing that to to um, stick with the top three, who yeah obviously don't 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 drop many points today. So uh, yeah, Wincanton looking to to keep up the chase and uh, obviously go to a Bishop certain side who are yeah full of confidence following a five 0 win of their own. So uh, yeah, that should be a, a decent game at Lakeview on on Saturday, hopefully. Absolutely, and. Um... Uh, my pick in the first division is not devises at home to Longwell Green Sports, although I do hope to make be. it along to Nursed Road for that. <laughs> there is only one show in town, and Tom has very <laughs> kindly let me let me have it. It is the top of the table clash between Welton Rovers and Warminster Town. Um, second plays third, of course. Um, uh, whoever wins, this is a you know this is a massive game at the top of the table. But I mean, there really is um, plenty more water to come under this particular bridge. I'm absolutely sure of that um so nothing is going to be settled in february um but um, i'm sure both sides would be desperate to um um to take all three points here warminster it would be a real statement of intent and of course welton it would show that they're well and truly back so uh, a fascinating one that i'm sure all first division watchers will be keeping their their eyes on social media to see the score um at uh, at west clues uh, right then, so that is the uh, fixtures coming up, and we'll have a we'll just finish off by having a quick look at the old league tables. Uh, now, normally, um, I let Tom do the top and uh, and I do the bottom, but on this occasion, we've decided to swap roles, and um, I'm going to kick us off with the the top of the Premier Division, Tavistock. Played 27, they've got 60 points. 10 points clear of Exmouth Town in second, who have got two games in hand. So they've played 25, they've got 50 points. Then it's Mausel, who only played 23 games, they're on 48. Three points above Bridgewater, who've played 26 matches on 45. Then we've got two teams, Ilfracombe and Bitten, both on 44. Uh, both played 26. Uh, and Helston are uh, in seventh, they've played 24, they're on 43. Very, very congested in that sort of... Um, top mid-table area um, in the uh, in the Premier Division makes it a fascinating watch, but it does look like Tavistock are just beginning to put a little bit of daylight between them Ooh. and the chasing pack. You all right? Yeah, well, you're putting there, yeah, you're, you're claiming they've won the league already, go on. I am not, I am not <laughs> claiming that they've won the league, but, you know, there is... There's something about points on the board, isn't there? Mm, I think I know maybe. it's nice to have games in hand, but you never know with player availability and all the rest of it. I just I've got a exactly. feeling anyway. That's the reason why normally you let I have to do the bottom and you do the top. So, so why what, don't you show me? You, how don't to make, you don't make funny noises when I'm doing it. I must admit. <laughs> I know I make plenty of funny noises when you mention Dan Cottle. <laughs> anyway, shouldn't do so. that on Valentine's Day, should I? <laughs> <laughs> Towards the bottom, we have uh, obviously, yeah, unfortunately, Bridport uh, struggling a little bit, aren't they? Um, 
29 games played, they have won one of those, but yeah, the others are all coming in defeat. Probably looking forward to next season already, I'd imagine. Uh, and then you've got Ashton Batwell just ahead of them, but uh, yeah, fair, fair point tally. 26 uh, games played, they've got 16 points. Uh, and then a couple of sides, Street, who obviously picked up that fantastic win on the weekend. Uh, 24 games played, they've got 21 points they're up to now. And Cadbury Heath as well, they're on uh, 28 games played, they're on 23. So that's how the, uh, the bottom of the table looks at the moment. And we'll move on to the first division, where the league leaders are Sherbourne. They have played 29 and they've got 66 points. Uh, Warminster in second, played 28, so a game in hand. They've got 62 points. Welton Rovers have also played 28 and they're on 60 points. So if they beat Warminster on Saturday, then they would go to 63 and just above them. Then there is a 12-point gap between Welton Rovers and Radstock Town. Radstock have played 30 games and they've got 52 points. Interestingly enough, Wing Canton, who are in fifth, uh, have played 26 and they are on um, 50 uh, points. So they have a few games in hand above those uh, uh, on those sides above them. And if they if they take them, I think that would put them well and truly in that sort of title title race. Albeit with a little bit of a catching up to do on on Sherborne, who are going remarkably well at the moment. But on the grounds of what I just said about Tabastock, I won't fall into the same trap twice of suggesting that Sherbourne are going to run away with it um, because I don't think they are. I think it's going to be a very, very close race for, come, for some weeks to come. And I do genuinely mean that. Anyway, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my, um, my, my slippers on and my, and my pipe and I'm going to let you take it away at the bottom of the first division, Tom. I'm going to say you might want to take your, take your headphones off for a couple of seconds. But yeah, uh, I think you well know that uh, devices, unfortunately, uh, remain rooted to the, the bottom of the first division. Uh, 28 games played, uh, now uh, just 11 points, uh, goal difference of minus 67. So, yeah, it's not been not been the greatest season for, for your boys. Um, yeah, as I say, 21st place. Uh, just ahead of them, we've got Bishop's Lydiard, who are on 21 points from their 27 games. And Bristol Telephones, uh, 24 points from 26. So that's that's the bottom three in the first division. Oh, <clears throat> sorry, I missed sorry. that, Tom. Um, yeah, right then, um, anyway, <laughs> we have, of course, been reviewing your excellent bulletin. Um, mm -hmm. Where can the listeners find that? <laughs> that is on the toolstationleague.com uh, website. Uh, it's about halfway down there in page or so. Uh, and, yeah, it's just to the, to the left, and you can download that every week, and that comes out. Uh, yeah, looking back at the, the fixtures and, and what's happened and, and, and also looking ahead. Uh, so, yeah, that's in there. And you can also... See who's bottom of the first division as well in that as well. Anyway, um, from Tom and myself, this has been another episode of the Tool Station Western League podcast. <laughs>